Ladies and gentlemen in Radio Land, you have now just entered 4th Street. My name is Kobe. I'm Charles, not Charlie. I'm Charlie, not Charles. Don't mix us up. And smooth us. And we are the 4th Street Sportsmen, and this is the 4th Street Sports Show. <laughs> and welcome to the 4th Street Sports Show, ladies and gentlemen. WSM Radio Land in general. I am Kobe. I'm Charlie. Dang, it kind of feels weird. It does. Charles a little bit, <laughs> but I'm smooth, Austin. And we have a special guest host today with us, and he's a friend of the show of Four Street. Sir, introduce yourself. I am Dima Mixon. Welcome, Dima. Thank Welcome, you. Dima. I appreciate it. And. Wherever Charles is right now, he's actually at PCS for those wondering. Uh, he couldn't be on the show today, but we're glad to have Dima on future 4th Street co-host, possibly, in the works. Could be. But, again, we have a jam- we are the 4th Street Sportsmen, and this is a we have a jam-packed show for you guys today. Of course, we are discussing our Eagle Eye, which we just recapping. Bunch of Southern Miss athletics and scores and everything this past week. Also, we have a special guest on 4th Street today. Then we will have a de- interesting debate section today. And, of course, we got to give our flowers to current and former Southern Miss um, athletes who have received honors during the week and pretty much give them their praise and their flowers for the week. But right now, we're going to start it off with our Eagle Eye, Austin. Pass it to you. Thanks, Kobe. Thanks, Kobe. And uh, before I start, I am feeling myself a little bit this week. <laughs> <laughs> I will be giving a, a eagle screech at the end of this. You will? Oh, okay. yes. yes. It's a promise. It is a promise. But to start out, in our recap, or eagle eye as we like to call it, of Southern Miss Athletics, uh, I am starting with women's basketball, which they're, they're on a roll. Place. They are on a roll. The Lady, e- the Lady Eagles captured an overtime victory against UTSA in last night's thriller, guys. Extending their win streak to four games to move to 15-7 and seven on the season. Man, um, it's been some, some special play from those Lady Eagles. Um, some notable ones have been Dominique Davis and Malia Grayson, who was actually named to Conference USA Player of the Week and led the Eagles with 12 points each. Uh, and Dominique and Malia, as Malia Grayson uh, recorded her second consecutive double-double and seventh of her career. And it's her sixth of the season. So six of of her seven career double-doubles have come this season. Wow. Yes. So she's balling, and let's not forget that uh, 32-point career night uh, that she recently just had this past Saturday. FAU. Against Mm -hmm. FAU, and she was special. Uh, before Monday, the Lady Eagles had won their first two games of a homestand against FIU and FAU, um, where Dominique Davis uh, lifted the Lady Eagles past FIU in a one-point victory, which was another, another nail by the way. She had the game-winning shot. And, that was cold. Yeah, <laughs> ice cold, and uh, she had them ice, the ice in her veins. But know? I wanted us to talk about that yes. screen. We got to get recognition uh, to yes. both games. Uh, yes, Kelsey, Kelsey Jones. Yeah, yes. she, it was, it was, I would say, Malia, Dom, and then Kelsey <laughs> on both of those games. Yeah, both of those clutch yes. moments she came through. Yes, she has, and that pick and roll has been uh, special. Just, you know, you see it these last few games where uh, they've been balling, but they've kind of been doing this all season. So 
You know, I call Kelsey the brick wall. She got that <laughs> Hall of Fame. She may have platinum. <laughs> if you play 2K, you know. Um, continuing on, uh, Dominique Davis, as I stated, had the one-point victory over FIU, uh, hitting the jumper with uh, five-tenths of a second remaining, and it was a special one. Um, other than uh, the Lady Eagles took on FAU, where they jumped out to a 23-4 uh, lead in the first quarter, and it was murder she wrote out there then. Um which was the game that uh, Malia Grayson scored 32 points. Now the Lady Eagles will finish their home stretch, guys. Mm-hmm. They will finish their home stretch in a crucial match against UAB, who is uh, five and four in conference right now, who were who were the number one seed in in the conference. Um, uh, but they lost last night um, in a game to North Texas. North Texas, yeah. Yeah, right. North Texas. I, uh, I believe it was 67 to 54. So uh, that helped the Lady Eagles jump to the first seed, and now they are on a roll. And uh, this this home um, home slate of games have definitely been a boost to the Lady Eagles so far this season. Um, and we'll see if they can keep it up. Could definitely be the biggest game of the season tomorrow oh, it's, night. It's, it's so. a it is. huge game. So sure. if you're in Hattiesburg, Regree Col- Coliseum at 6 p.m., be there or be square. Yeah. And well, this is the last time they play UAB this season, right? Uh, no, I, no, they actually they play them go. later on the ro- on the road. So yeah, they have seven games remaining. But you know, with this home stretch, if they could get four and zero for yeah. you know these last two weeks, that's huge. Yeah, March third is when they play UAB again. But we kind of I'm like not to harp on it too much though. Just quickly, we kind of did talk about this mm-hmm. on a on a past um uh, Four Street Sports Show. Like if they keep this, if they had a great home stretch going into this UAB game it could be a big turnaround. And now they're currently in first place. And it's this is going to be a really good game. I really hope people come out and see this game. Mm-hmm. This is a rocking game. And it's, it's going to say a lot going into the tournament, though, toward the end. But, Charlie, I'm going to pass it over to you for men's basketball. Yeah, we like to start with the good news here. So, <laughs> moving on to the bad news. <laughs> uh, it's not going so well on the men's side. They are now on a five-game losing streak and have a 1-8 and eight conference record, 6-16 six and 16 overall. They suffered two losses in Florida last week against FIU and FAU, and both games were double-digit losses, including a 27-point deficit against a- FAU. Uh, both games, Jerron Pierre and Tyler Stevenson, they're continuing to play well. They scored 21 each against FIU, and Stevenson got his seventh double-double of the season as he got 10 rebounds. They were unable to secure victory, though, as they fell behind on an FIU run, as we've kind of seen throughout the season. Start out well, fall behind on runs, they're out of the game. Uh, Pierre again led the Golden Eagles with 19 points against FAU, but they basically had no chance in that game with uh, 10 minutes remaining, still had a 24-point deficit that ballooned up to 28. So they now turn to face UAB, like the Lady Eagles, uh, on the road, though, this Thursday at 6 p.m., and they have a 1-11 record away this season. It's something about uh, Southern Miss's away records we had the volleyball not win a single game on the road and the men's uh they're they're playing one and 11 and you look at lady eagle success it's been at home i, I believe they've only dropped two games yeah, at, home. at home yeah yep. so now uh we pass it on to our guest host dima for the track and field side yeah so uh southern miss track and field uh, racked it up at the USA Invitational with 12 podium trips. So that's, that's big. Wow, pretty big, and not even just 12 podium trips, but they also included three first place, um, five second place finishes, and four third place finishes. 
Um, so that's a pretty good record right there. Uh, the first place duo struck again. DJ Butler finished first in the 400 meter with a personal record, actually, of 47.29, uh, which was also a meet record. Corvell Todd cleared six feet and nearly 12 inches for first place as well. He's been killing it, man. Both yeah. DJ and yeah. Corvell. That's the duo. That's the, we got to come up with the nickname. Yeah, we got to come up with the nickname. And then uh, Fourth Street Sports Friend and cross-country leader got a big finish on the track, Lena May. Uh, broke her personal record to win the 300 meter, 3,000 meter. Yes, and we. I wish Charles was here because Charles got Lena on the show for us. We yeah. loved having Lena on the show, so congrats, Lena. And I know her mom periodically watches or engages with our content, yeah. so I bet she's Shout proud too. <laughs> and then uh, Fred Mudani continued his success by again breaking his own school record in the in the shot put to earn thir- for third place. Um, so Southern Miss will continue their season by traveling to Nashville. Tennessee for the Music City Challenge, which will take place this Friday, uh, the 12th, and then Saturday, the 13th. Now we head over to the Diamond Baseball and Softball, matter of fact. It's officially time for softball. The Golden Eagles will begin their Black and Gold Invitational starting this Friday versus North Alabama at 4.30 and then St. Louis at 7 p.m. They also will have another doubleheader on Saturday at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, and then a final game versus Sanford on Sunday at 1 p.m. This also serves as this also serves as a reminder that baseball season is quickly approaching with their season opening series starting next Friday, February 18th versus North Alabama. Me and Dima were on hand at the first inner squad. We weren't able to make well, I wasn't able to make it. I don't know if you were at the second inner squad, but I like how the team is looking right now, and it should be an exciting baseball season, especially an exciting softball season too, as well. So yeah, yeah. So definitely, so definitely, be on the lookout for that. Big, a lot of big things coming up this week and next week. So be on the lookout for that. But that was our Eagle Eye. When we come back, we have a special guest heading through Fourth Street today. You don't want to miss it. After this sponsored message from Mulvey's Coffee Company, we, also, we also have uh, All the Smoke by Tyler Yahweh featuring Gunner and Wiz Khalifa. This is the 4th Street Sports Show, and this is Southern Miss Radio. 4th Street Sports. And welcome back to the 4th Street Sports Show. Uh, again, I am Kobe, Dima, also Smooth Boss, and Charlie. And of course, today on 4th Street, we have a very special guest here with us today. Welcome to our show, our guest for the day, Mr. Tom Nguyen, who is a digital media graduate assistant at Southern Miss, a.k.a. the mastermind behind many Southern Miss athletics hype videos. Tom, welcome to the show. What up, guys? I just want to shout out to everybody, you know, reach out to me and shout out to everybody who's listened to us and shout out to my people around the U.S., so it's pretty cool to be here. I'm very excited. Yeah, we're glad to have you on the show. Um, most of our guests are, you know, directly involved in sports, but there's so much that happens outside of mm-hmm. sports that we want to highlight. And uh, the office, I know, y'all have a lot of people working hard uh, around the clock. So, just how's the semester been going for you so far, and uh, what's the workload been like getting back to it? Oh man, it's it's pretty busy. You know, first time in season, baseball, softball. Just ripping out the basketball trail into conference, you know, it's gonna be busy. Schoolwork, a lot of crossover into, so I'm trying to grind. So, 
<laughs> and this is your second year at Southern Miss. Um, just for our audience, uh, Tom creates some of the videos that you've seen that you like, that you react to, especially the baseball hype videos, which gained a lot of traction last uh, semester. Well, let's not forget the football hype videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, I would just say... were like crazy, man. Mm-hmm. They were, they're awesome. We're, we're big fans. But <laughs> anyway... Um, could you just rewind and kind of take us into how you first got interested in video and how that uh, led to Southern Miss? Yeah, for sure. I just try to keep it short. Um, it was like around four years ago. We started doing photos as everybody in digital media. Mm-hmm. You know, started taking photos, just create something cool with your graphics, put it all together, like layers. At some point, I was like, well, I got to start learning something new, like videos. I just start shooting on my phone and edit on my phone. And at some point, it just got traction, like, People started like, hey, dude, like, you should try to do like some videos from professional level. I was like, all right, cool, I'll try it. And two years ago, I was sitting in my apartment in New York, and I was like, well, I got to start applying for jobs, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just found a job as a digital creative media, uh, as a graduate assistant in Southern Miss. I applied. Sorry, sorry. My bad. I applied, and I just got a job. And, you know, came here. I was so hyped, so super excited. Started doing, like, a lot of creative stuff, videos. So that's how... <laughs> So you had no other job experience, really, with digital media before coming here? Uh, well, I was shooting some uh, brands and for agency, like model agency, like videos, but it wasn't, like, as fancy as here. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, like, 50,000 views, a lot of traction, a lot of traffic. So it, it was, like, basically my first experience at Southern Miss. So. Wow. wow. And what was the transition like from, you said, moving to New York to Mississippi? Mississippi yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. Uh, it was kind of, diff- it was different. But, uh, you know, I got adjusted to it, made a lot of good friends, a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm here. I'm talking to y'all. Got a pretty good crowd, so I'm happy. Is the food better here or there? <laughs> uh, well, that's a tricky question. In New York, it's more like diverse food. You know, in here it's like more southern, like more burgers and. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. you definitely getting the unhealthy. Diet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm trying to keep my healthy, but. Yeah. Was, was it a culture shock when you moved here to uh, Mississippi? Yeah, especially the accent. You know, I'm from uh, Europe, from Ukraine, Kiev, and it was a big shock to. You know, heard hear this people like talking southern accent. I was like, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> it was a big shock. <laughs> so, and did you always have an interest in sports, or where did, where did that kind of play into um, when yeah. you first started? Yeah, so I was always being involved into sports. I started as a swimmer, uh, got into the MMA, uh, played soccer, track and field in uh, high school and college. And uh, I got a scholarship in the U.S. That's how I got to the U.S. in general five years ago uh, as a student athlete, as a swimmer. So, yeah, it's just leading to, you know, videography, just be connected with the teams, be on the sideline. It's, yeah, that's how it started. So five years, like, analyzing yourself from five years ago, could you see yourself doing what you're doing now? Or honestly, like, did this ever cross your mind? It was strictly sports is... You know, the goal, swimming. Or... Well, probably in the beginning, I had that thought I'll be a professional, like, Olympic athlete, mm-hmm. but it never happened, unfortunate. <laughs> so I, I, I changed my mind. I was like, I got to relate to sport, but I got to be on the sideline. Mm-hmm. So from the time, like, five years ago, I was a swimmer, and now I'm just working with sports. It was, like, probably my goal to be involved, still involved into the sports. Yeah. 
And you said you started out just taking pictures. Um, and every content creator kind of has that first piece of equipment that they kind of cherish. Um, what was that equipment for you? Man, that's a good question. So my first uh, phone was the uh, iPhone 4S. That was my first camera that I was putting my work on Instagram. It was like, what, 10 years ago-ish? So it was my first equipment, basically. But my first camera was uh, pretty low and super cheap. It was Canon, like, Rabel 3 or something. It was like, you know, the first cameras that came out. I was super hyped about that. So... Hey, I'm I'm using the T6. So. <laughs> is it like I a, can see you taking notes. <laughs> is it like a dream camera or like dream video camera that you uh, thinking about buying in the future? Oh yeah, for sure. It's a Sony Alpha Four, and it's cost a lot of money. Yeah, that I gotta afford probably in a few years. So I'm still waiting. Could you tell us what uh, camera you use now currently? And yeah, so um, we have a few different cameras in the athletic department that I'm me personally using. It's Canon 90D. Mm-hmm. And it's multiple lenses, like 70 to 200, mm-hmm. where the focal point is 1.8. It's like more technicians. And also we have like 80Ds, 70Ds for like different people, different staff. So that's pretty much my equipment. Got you. Could you uh, tell me this? Because um, I've had experience with it. Uh, most people, you know, shooting with a camera can be kind of difficult, shooting handheld. Tell me, like, do you guys have, like, a stabilizer for that or, you know, when the action is moving? Because I see y'all with y'all lenses more than, uh, most of the time, it's, what is it, 70, 70? Since 200. Three, okay. Some ones, yeah. Yeah. So those lenses are, you know, pretty, you know, capable of seeing almost anything, but not the biggest of sorts. Yeah. But how do you kind of control that lens and that camera to be able to shoot handheld and make those smooth cuts? Well, so it's probably a good question because... For baseball, since we talked about it earlier, mm-hmm. for baseball, it has to be stabilized mm-hmm. or, like, put in a tripod. It's, like, the best shot because, you know, you can't hold it, your camera for, like, four or five hours. You get tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, football, you have to be always ready to, you know, move the angle, run somewhere, you know, get that shot, get the infield of the player if he's going to score a touchdown. So it depends on the action and sports in general. But, yeah, we do, like, we do have – a lot of equipment like stabilizer, tripods, so. So like you're talking about it and like, you know, we all just like watch the video and we're like, oh my gosh, it's cool. But like, how much work does it actually go into like making it? Not even just shooting it, but like editing it. Cause I mean, they're not really that long of clips, you know, and we honestly would like it to be longer, but <laughs> how much, what it does it take and what does it all goes into? It's a lot. It's a lot of time, a lot of effort to put, to put it in, uh, to make like one minute video it can take for like, Seven hours, mm-hmm. ten hours. Depends on, like, footage that you got or you have to shoot it. You have to go somewhere. You have to talk to people, communicate with everybody, make a scene, you know, video production, all that stuff. But just the editing stuff, it just has to come fl- like come and flow with, like, creation, you know? Mm-hmm. As soon as you hear the song, you're like, oh, I can see that video under that song. Mm-hmm. Or, like, visual effects, sound effects, and all that stuff. It kind of piggyback off his question. Are you ever like put on a? I know you said seven now. Do you have, are you ever like put on a tight schedule to like get these videos out, or is it? Are you mostly take your time before like the season starts? Well, um, it's a kind of tricky question too. So, since it's a over a crossover season, uh, like baseball and softball, I have to be quick with editing. You know, I have songs ready to go. I have uh, visual effects ready to go. Sound effects. As soon as I shoot the clips, like a sport. 
Just go home, edit, send it out, and post it. How fast can you just make an edit and, and, and video just like that? So if it's like highlight, probably uh, like an hour, geez. like a minute. If it's like super editing, like effects and sound effects, probably like four hours, five hours. Gotcha. And and how long do you think it took you to get to this point? Like, if, if you oh, could see yourself back, you yes. know, when you first started, how much progression do you think you've made? I remember my first ever video shooting here at Southern Miss. It was for football. Uh, you know, it was a tough time for me to put everything together because I didn't have as much knowledge as I do now. And I was asking people, like, do you know how to do that? Do you know how to put this clip together? Do you know how to do yeah. that? I was like... That's tough. So it took me like probably a year and a half to actually know what I'm doing now and just move faster. And, and with that experience now, um, how does a game go for you? Uh, do you have a vision like walking into the game, know what shots you're getting or know what you want to get? So when you're editing, you just put it all together? Sometimes when I have a vision or like inspiration, I usually come to the game like an hour before they warm it up, just talk to a few players, like, hey, what's up, what do you think about today? And whenever it's the game time, I'm shooting the, 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 the footage that I want to. But sometimes it's just not happening. You know, it's just chaos. Yeah. When, and, I, and I have to put it all together afterwards. <laughs> when it's that chaos, like you just said, um, you have so much footage to go through. How, how is that? Like, are you constantly yeah. shooting throughout the game? Because that adds up to the end, so that makes it really hard for editing. Yeah, I'm shooting throughout the game every second, every minute. And if I don't like the clip, I delete it right away. If I do like it, I keep it. But let's say from last year, I had probably like 500 gigabytes of videos for, just for baseball. So, and I have to make a hot video, which is going to start next week. And I'm working on that now. I have to go look through all the 500 gigs of videos, and I'm like, ah, it's going to be a lot of time. How many um, just hard drives have you ran through at this point? <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, so you shoot baseball, football, basketball, a lot of a lot of big sports here on uh, at Southern Miss. Do you ever, see, like as a cameraman, do you ever get caught up in the game? And if not, like how do you keep yourself from not getting caught up in the game and being more professional to make sure you capture all the footage? Well, uh, usually I'm pretty uh, focused on what I'm doing. Like, I'm focusing on the players and highlight players. Let's say when the Tyler Stevenson showed a, a thousand points, I was right there waiting for that moment, and I'm focusing right on him. And I had a backup people who like shooting on broadcast cameras, you know, so I can use that too as a backup plan. Gotcha, gotcha. Also, um, just like with the creative ideas that you guys come up with as a team, um, just tell me, like, what is the deciding factor in most of the, the videos you make, kind of, sort of speak? Like, with football, you have the hype videos, and baseball, you have the hype videos. But in between the seasons, you may have, like, a standout, you know, player. What's the kind of decision of how do you guys, like, focus in on, hey, we want to make this type of video for this moment? Like, I understood, like, the Tyler Stevenson thousand career points ordeal or something like that. How do you kind of come up with those various ideas when something – it may seem like a, a like slight dip off in the season, sort of to speak, if you can kind of get what I'm going at. Um, usually, I, we have four people in my department, and we have our creative director, Sarah, and mm -hmm. she's, like, overlead our group. And she always tell me, like, Tom, 
if you have this, just do it. Be creative. Don't hesitate. Don't be afraid. Just be creative. Do whatever you want to do. But also we have a strict plan for producing content for social media. Like let's say Tyler Stevenson. We knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I started making clips. To, I started putting clips together and trying to find a hype song. So that's how it works. But if it's like off season, we're trying to keep up with social media as well to get the track traction with our with our fans. Mm-hmm. Post like you know practices, some interviews, some like shoutouts to our fans, something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's Sarah's first year here. Could you just talk about um, how things have changed for y'all and just what her vision is for? Uh, I know Southern Miss uh, social media engagement has gone up this year. I don't remember the number, but it, it's. Uh, respectable among D1 um, institutions and higher than a lot of um, big, big schools. Just what what have y'all done to get at that point, you think? Probably the idea of branding. Uh, she got very strong uh, vision. So like as you as you have the posters around the, this office, so it's like all, all, all her ideas, how to put it all together. Mm. And uh, I think she brought it strong vision to that university in general how to promote it on a big level and I, I, I believe you said uh, baseball was your favorite sport to shoot correct yeah. okay so you know baseball next Friday so you're getting ready um, just what what are you uh, expecting this year just uh, for yourself creative creatively and um, how do you feel about the season starting <laughs> I'm to be honest very excited uh, and I'll be working not only baseball but softball too and it's going to be a tough time for me to running back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, since it uh, could be five games, four games, three games in like two days. So I'm a little bit concerned about my timing, but I'll get through it. And um, I'm actually working on a high video for baseball and softball, so it's going to be out soon. So. Stay tuned. I feel like we need to start a GoFundMe for, uh, <laughs> say, give Tom SD cards. Because, I mean, seriously, what is that? That's if Are you doing both games at softball? Or, like... I'll be there. Oh, yeah. So you got you got five games at softball, right? right. Then ne- the following week, uh, what is it, four games or three games? Four. Yeah. four? Three games. That, that's... Plus basketball. Oh my goodness. How do y'all kind of, that's my question. How do you split that up? You said it's four of y'all. Yeah, so uh, uh, we've got two video guys, okay. uh, including myself, and two phot- photographers. Okay. And third is Sarah. She's the lead of the team, as I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but recently, uh, our guy uh, just got a job. So he's, he's moving out. Wow. And I'll be kind of taking a lead of, uh, you know, all video production. Okay, okay, okay. So Big it, move. You'll be a one-man band for a little bit? For now, yeah. Man, but wow. I hope, you know, uh, I ha- I've got some people, got my back, trying to teach them a little bit, mm-hmm. teach them, you know, film edits, creative stuff, if so they can help, help me out man. a little bit. If you need some help, I'm here. I'm a video <laughs> artist, man. So I'm going <laughs> up something for the little man. I got you. <laughs> one thing a lot of people noticed about your videos is that you put a lot of music over your videos. Is there a certain, like, library that you like that you use for the videos or do you use your favorite songs most of the time do you use songs that people pick like how does that work most of the time it, uh, it depends on uh, on my mood definitely mm-hmm. and depends on uh, on the video if it's like a high video it has to be you know up to beat probably if it's a, for football it's going to be like probably like hype song rap or anything if it's like 
beach volleyball or volleyball it has it doesn't have to you know relate it to rap it can be like remix or something so you know it's it depends on the video what was one of your favorite videos that you ever produced like that was like when you look back, you're like, man, that's awesome. I don't like my videos. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what. Actually, that was another question I wanted to ask you. I'm like, a lot of people they they love these videos and they get excited off them. I'm, do you ever get excited off your own videos too? Not really. You, like... <laughs> you know, I just uh, whenever you do the video, you just get over it. You're just trying to do it and finish it. And whenever you hear like the feedback, you're like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Th- that's oh, how like the song that I've used before I would never listen again in my life <laughs> it's just being like it's no I'm, I can't <laughs> that's how a lot of creatives express uh, their work too but I mean just seeing the reaction the feedback that you've gotten off of your videos how does that make you feel definitely good <laughs> I'm, I'm getting more hyped to make and produce more videos especially like um, in dog out or like locker rooms where People cannot get access to it because it's like it's, you know it's limited. Uh, get the emotions and players' reaction. Just shout out to camera like our fans. So I'm I'm very hyped about that to be on the court on the field and see everything from players' view. And this is something uh, we'll close out on. Um, just you know, you started as a young content creator not too long ago. And you got into this point. Um, what would you give? Uh, what advice would you give to any content creators just out there getting started? Well, I appreciate you calling me a professional, but I'm not <laughs> yet. I'm still learning, and you know, I'm a beginner still. But uh, my biggest advice probably would be be creative. Uh, don't let people bring you down. And you know, it's, it's, if you see the vision, just do it. Just put it all together, produce it, hear the feedback, and you'll be on the top. The truth. <laughs> the truth that's been spoken. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you for thank you. stopping by 4th Street today. I know you have a very busy schedule. You have a lot of important big games coming up, but thank you for stopping through here today on your busy schedule. I appreciate you y'all. Get some rest too, man. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, for real. But that was Mr. Tom Nguyen. Uh, again, thank you again, but... When we come back, we will have our debate section, and it's a very interesting one. So, this is 4th Street Sports Show, and this is Southern Miss Radio. And welcome back to the 4th Street Sports Show. Once again, we would like to thank Mr. Tom Nguyen for stopping by 4th Street today. But now, oh, also, shout out to Tom yeah. and his crew. Um, Definitely shout out to them. They just dropped another hype video for women's basketball who takes on UAB, and it's definitely going to be one of the hottest games of the season. And yeah. you, you forgot another shout-out, Kobe. Mark Mulvaney. Mulvaney. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, yes. Was Mul- that was Coach Mark Mulvaney. And Kobe was like, this. what did I forget? I, 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 I low key did just have a brain fart right there. But shout-out to Coach M- Mark Mulvaney, who, who we just heard. The uh, softball Sunday, assistant coach. Yes, yeah, Sunday Morning Fool was that song. But now, did, uh, it's time for our debate section. And you know what, Charlie? This, take it away. This is your idea this week. <laughs> A great disservice has been bestowed <laughs> upon the fan base of Washington. If you knew last week... Uh, what was it? February second, yes. two thousand twenty-two. They even looked. They did their marketing right, but they can't do their branding right. <laughs> Washington football team is now known as the Washington Commanders. 
So we're very intimidating. Commanders. Commanders. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about what y'all think about that name. Um, I'm just going to go ahead. I can rant about it, but I'm going to let y'all talk. Wait, 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 before we get into it, though, the eight candidates for his name were the Armada, the Brigade, the Defenders, the Presidents, the Red Hogs, the Red Wolves, and of course their former name, the Washington football team, and then the Commanders were the eight names. See, I, I don't even think Commanders is the worst part of it. Like I think there's better names on that list. But but it's the logo. It's the branding. They kept the colors, which I agree with. But I went back and read an ESPN article in 2020 talking about how the team would have to take time. They said, oh, a rebranding takes time. It takes 12 to 18 months because you got to get the creative juices flowing. You have to make sure that you do it right for the fan base. And then 18 months later, all they did was change a W to another font of a W. They yeah. made it, was it yellow? Or well, it it's, it's still yellow, but it's got a little hash marks in it or whatever. Yeah, it looks like Arizona State's playing. Yes, they basically blended Arizona State, Navy, and I don't know who else uniforms together. And it's the ugliest of, uh, it's ugly. It's ugly. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at there. Yeah. Plus, uh, my old roommate, shout out. He mentioned a good point that none of their fonts on their three different uniforms, they're all different. They're not consistent. So everyone looks like a different team's playing. It looks like uh, EA Sports. They've kept the same relocation jerseys when you're playing Madden. You're relocating to New Mexico City, and you decide, <laughs> I'm going to be the Armada or the Commanders. It looks like that. Yeah, like a relocation. Yeah. Anyway, that's my rant. I'll let y'all talk. Yeah. Um, I think what I would say about it is, I mean, I don't know. I, like you said, the logo is terrible. And um, I don't, I don't know. I I just want the Cowboys to continue to be the Washington Commanders. You know, <laughs> the Commanders. Does it sound any better that the Cowboys uh, beat the Commanders instead of the? Oh yeah, the Cowboys commanding the Commanders. Oh, it, it has to, be to it. You know what I'm saying? Easy. You know, it comes off the tongue. So you know. So hey. Destroy the Commanders. I actually see that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really have a huge problem with it. Um, I do think that. The name, the actual name itself isn't really that intimidating, but um, look at the jerseys. I think they actually look pretty cool, honestly. Mm. Like, the black one looks pretty cool. Oh, no. Please don't tell me that. Because <laughs> well, I mean, it does. they're it does literally going to go running around the football with the giant W on their forehead. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't want the helmet. If they could use the uh, black helmet with the W on the side, yes. It is it. cool, though, because this is the first time that we see an NFL team utilizing the new, uh, after they're getting ro- rid of the one helmet rule. So they are using a different color helmet. They just yeah. decided to slap a giant W on their forehead. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice that they said that. Yeah. Really Montez Sweat, even though he's balling, looks cool in the all black, it's not going to look cool when you run into somebody with the W. Although I would say, after all of those names on that list, I would say Commanders are probably the best. Like, could you imagine if they were like the Washington Presidents? Yeah. I think they're just trying to keep the W to try to manifest W's. Yeah, I mean, you got to have W's on your mind. To yeah, maybe it's like a psychological thing where people see a W, they're like, oh, wow. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Personally, Wombo, Mambo. Personally, I love the Red Wolves name. But, I, that was my favorite, too. But I think they couldn't use it because it was trademarked already or something like that, so they couldn't use Is it. Is it uh, Arkansas State's Red Wolves? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I believe so. So it was trademarked already. They couldn't use it. 
Personally, I think this name is very generic mm-hmm. as well. The Commanders. It's honestly, like they just like pulled it out of a video game box yeah, or something. It's like, like, oh, exactly. this is going to be good. I, I think they played some old Maddens. Yeah. <laughs> I, lie, it sounds, I don't know if y'all ever heard of this video game, but it's called All Pro Football 2K8. It's pretty much you playing a game with the Legends. Yeah. This sounds like one of these team names from that game. If you haven't mm-hmm. played it, if you get the reference, you get the reference. But um, personally, I think it's better than the Cleveland Guardians. So they're both kind of have the same vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're guarding something or commanding or. Yeah, just they're both blah. At least, at least they didn't. At least, <laughs> at least they weren't named the Washington Defenders. Hey, I, I like that better. I don't know. About Maybe that. their commander will fix their field next. Maybe. 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 <laughs> but also, Maybe. Right. Do they have to salute to their coach now? Oh, <laughs> Ron yeah, Rivera. Uh, 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 I don't know. But I think, Demon, you brought it up. You're right. These uniforms do look reminiscent to Arizona State, especially yeah. the black uniform. Mm-hmm. Dude, I um, think the uniforms look pretty. I mean, I didn't even notice that helmet, but. Oh, yeah, that. I'm not the helmet lie. is terrible. That, that nasty yeah. little. Uh, the they w got the dots in, inside of the font on the red jerseys, I think. I believe so. It definitely oh. looks a little crazy on the top of the head bro like i don't know yeah like at the right at the top i, I, I don't know yes yeah. that's, that's strange um i'm but, hey. i'm not a big cowboys fans but i hope y'all stomp these dudes out yeah. for this nasty name that y'all got every year now. at least they didn't do a gradient jersey yeah that's true <laughs> they could have did a camo jersey that probably would have looked nasty though. yeah it would have the black probably. one look okay though like, yeah, black, one, black look one looks good okay. just the w yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I wouldn't w, put a W man. in the middle of my helmet. But <laughs> different strokes for different folks. It so. is, but personally, I honestly think whatever name they would have went with is yeah. uh, would have that kind of weird mm-hmm. feel to it, no matter yeah. what. Because yeah, I think you're right. Anything yeah. would have been criticized. Yeah, anything yeah. would have been criticized. Just like people still around the NBA make fun of the Pelicans' name. Yeah, right? yeah. because people don't understand Pelicans. They're just like, well, that's weird to yeah. name. Like Pelicans don't sound fierce, but I kind of got over it a little bit. Yeah, yeah we got to get over it. I still wish we were the Hornets, but Charlotte. Charlotte's I still it. wish we were the Jazz. Tell me what oh, folks sure. are playing uh, Jazz in Utah. No, no, no disrespect yeah. to Utah. No, Utahans, Utah, yeah. Utah, Utahians. Utahians. Chill out, our friend Mia Wesley is from Utah. Chill oh out. my bad, Mia. Not my bad, Mia. Oh, yeah. Um, we had we had another point we want to make real quick. Austin, you want to take that? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, Southern Miss and Mississippi State have scheduled each other on their football schedules. Um, but it won't be until 10 years from now. Oh. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Mississippi State and Southern Miss have added a home-slash-home series where one game uh, in 2023 will be played at USM and 2020, uh, not 2023, 2030 will be played at USM and 2031 will be played at Mississippi State. Um, I think this is a, a, a great um, thing for Southern Miss and for uh, Mississippi State, just bringing back those uh, two rivalries right there. Um, I think the last time they played was in 2014 with yeah, Dak here. Yeah, Dak. Uh, so 2015 was here. 2015, yeah. my bad, my bad. It was the largest crowd. It was a yeah. sellout crowd. When, when uh, a future Pro Bowler quarterback played for Mississippi State at this time. I don't know if you heard him. It was Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. He played against Southern Miss, but yeah, that, that, that was. I remember watching that game too on TV. That game looked exciting. I wish I was there. Yeah, I was there. I, I, was there. I was there. I wish I was there. That looked like an exciting game. Me too. But uh, and I remember three years ago when Mississippi State played Southern Miss 
in Starkville, and it was mm. like the hottest game in ever. I mean, I was there for that game too. That was awful. And all I gotta say about this, um, Mississippi State and Southern Miss seem to you know like playing each other. So maybe this will uh, be a foreshadow to an Ole Miss and Southern Miss game in 2050. They got Ohio State to play them. So That's true. I mean, they got what they've done. Uh, we won't go too far into it, but they have a lot of big names on their schedule. And uh, uh, this is way further down the road, but still good to see some yeah. Mississippi Honestly, action. Also, I want to say this. Um, where's the camera? Can the camera? I'm looking at you. Hey, Southern Miss, please schedule another Jackson State game. Thank you. I was, going, I, I was about to say it next. I was please. about to say it. I was I, about that's going to gonna be a huge game right there. Mississippi State and Southern Miss um, will be a definitely uh, a huge rival, but I think we have to play Jackson State again. I don't, Certainly. Keep, I don't care if it's a blowout on whatever. either keep side. Keep going. I don't care Start if it's, something there. Yeah, yeah, I don't care if it's a blowout on either side. Y'all could do a home-and-home home series with that, and people will be more excited. Because, yep, I agree. Because I think people from Hattiesburg would take that ride to the vet and go Imagine see that in Travis. Jackson. Yeah, yeah I, it, it definitely will be in Jackson, yeah. being that uh, how populated that uh, yep. fan base has gotten. But uh, imagine, you know, Southern Miss, you know, trying to defend Travis Hunter or something people, like that. Bro, That's just would, absurd. Man, would, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to see Travis Hunter bro, in person. Yeah, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I would too. Honestly, yeah, Jackson, a home-and-home home Jackson State-Southern Miss game would be, I don't care if it's a blowout on either side. I want to go see it. I want to yep. see it because it would be packed here and it would be packed at the vet in Jackson. People will actually go see that. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. But, um, yeah. Any more, any more uh, nuggets we need to throw in? Ole Miss stop running from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Land sharks. Yeah. Go get, <laughs> I guess they're swimming then or whatever they do. Yeah, go get yeah. blown out by uh, Ohio State uh, in that home-and-home home series. Cause, <laughs> but, and anyway, that has been our debate section. I know Dima liked. I know Dima liked that last part. <laughs> I know Dima liked that last part. Hey, Buckeye. Man, <laughs> so I'm biased here, but <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, moving on. Uh, we will hit a quick commercial break, and once we get back, we will be giving our flowers. This is the Four Street Sports Show, and this is Southern Miss Radio. It. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show. You can just. We're now giving flowers. Welcome back to the 4th Street Sports Show. It is time to give our flowers as we do weekly. We have a very short flower list this week. But starting off, we want to give them to Malia Grayson. Yes, 32 career uh, career high, 32 points. You were at that game, right, Austin? She was dominating. She started out in the first quarter. Killing uh, had 19 points by the first half. I thought she was going for the 40 ball. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just, just be completely honest. I thought she was going for the 40 ball, uh, but phenomenal play of, from her of late, and she's, she's killing it. Yeah. Um, just shout out to the whole Lady Eagles team right now. Um, they're killing. The 4th the Street fan base voted uh, Dom over Malia, which, which was interesting, Very but interesting. it's not. It's not uh, playing down on it because Dom had that game winner. She was big in every game. I think she's at 13 consecutive 10-plus uh, point games. So, Dominique Davis, congratulations congratulations again. Uh, back-to-back 4th Street Player of the Week, but which I believe Frank Gore is the only other person to do that. Yeah. And good company. We got to keep a record of... Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Database. Yeah. 
Basic course, just spoil some Encyclopedia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> haven't started. Like maybe it'll become a a thing where you can go to the library. And then when we played Mississippi State in twenty thirty in twenty twenty one, this yeah. was your flower winner. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And uh, shout out to Dominique too. She leads the women's in points with sixteen points, averaging sixteen points a game, and Malia averaging twelve point six points a game. So shout out to them as well. Um, also, we give our flowers to all those who finished on the podium for Southern Miss Track and Field. It, it was a it was a long list of it, too. Yeah, 12. 12 people. I think, again, you said it was three first yes. place, five second place. Uh, wait, yeah, five second place, four third place. DJ Butler finished first in the 400 meter with a, per, with a uh, personal record of 47.29, which is also a meet record as well. And then, of course, his partner in crime, Corvell Ty, cleared six feet and nearly 12 inches for his first place as well. And then, of course, Lena May broke her personal record to win the 3,000 meter. And then Fred Mudani, I'm like, wow, it's, it's really continue his success by breaking his own school record in the shot put to earn third place. So shout out to everybody on that track and field team, you know, too. Coach got, coach got them guys right. Mm-hmm. So, and gals. Got, got that girl. <laughs> so, and also... We just found this out today. Destiny Brown and Tata Davis have been named to the preseason all-conference USA team. So, shout out to Destiny Brown and Tata Davis. We are definitely looking forward to what you girls bring to the season this year. So, that was great. And, and I think that's all of our flowers so far, pretty much. Oh, again, shout out to Mike Thomas, too, and the Cincinnati Bengals as well. So, yes, yes, yes. Good, good, good save. Uh, definitely. Um, I don't like the rounds right now. Fan of Joe Shiesty. <laughs> <laughs> we trust. So yeah, um, any more flowers before we uh, head into our outro? Nah, we good. Yeah, you want to hit that eagle screech before we oh, get yeah. into our outro okay. too? All right. This is uh. Want a drum roll? Yeah. This eagle screech goes out to Mike Thomas <laughs> and everybody that's a fan of Southern Miss athletics that's cheering on the Bengals right now. And uh, here we go. Give me a countdown. Yeah. Smooth off, back and off. Back in back in action. Back in action. Oh, so that has been our show today. Of course, um, listen to us on WSM eighty eight five. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We will be having videos back up again. Subscribe to all our podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can find the 4th Street Podcast, Facebook Live. Follow us on all social media platforms. And, of course, we'd like to thank our guy, Dean. Yes, thank you so much for coming on, Dean. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's an making right there. And we hope to have you back more on a more 4th Street Podcast, though. But, everybody, thank y'all. But thank y'all for tuning in and listening to the 4th Street Sports Show today. We got to head out. It's like 7.06 on the clock, so. Eat our dinner. Get our grub. Definitely. (laughs) So, peace and love to everyone watching. This has been the 4th Street Sports Show. Peace. Three, two, one. Thanks for listening to the 4th Street Sports Show. Tune in next week, Tuesday, 5 p.m.